Bacteria? That's disgusting. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the Teas and the Bees podcast, Quarantine Edition, where we're always sipping the tea and spilling some for your learning needs. I'm your favorite host. I'm also your one and only host, Cheyenne. And tonight, we're going to continue our talk of lactobacillus. Now, just to catch you up with things, our last episode, we talked a lot about the cell structure, its origin, you know, all that jazz. Today, we're going to dive a little deeper on its growth, pathogenicity, some epidemiology, and I mean, who knows where else we might end up. Just sit back, relax, and try not to be a backseat driver on this one, will you? All right, now, first things first. I know last time we spoke when we ended things, I had promised you some info on lactobacillus and your food. Did I pinky promise? No. So could I go ahead and just say, hey, that's showbiz, hashtag sorry not sorry? Sure, but I plan on sticking to my word. Lactobacillus is commonly used for controlled fermentation in products that many of us consume on a regular basis. Yogurt, which this is also where lactobacillus is working as a probiotic, and if you don't believe me, you can ask my good friend Jamie Lee Curtis, who does those cute Activia commercials. And then there's cheese, pickles, kimchi, cider, beer, and a personal favorite of mine, wine. In addition to that, some other fermented foods as well as some animal feeds are made with lactobacillus. It's also responsible for putting the sour in sourdough. You see what I did there? Cool, huh? Anywho, the acidification of their environment allows the lactobacilli to effectively compete and ultimately dominate fermenting ecosystems. Since they are frequently more acid tolerant than other organisms, including many pathogenic and spoilage species, as well as other lactic acid bacteria. What's interesting though, maybe not to you, but definitely to me, is the fact that while lactobacillus is helpful in antifungal and antibacterial activity, it also has strains that are the culprit of meat spoilage. Now, do I love wine and cheese? You bet. Do I love when I spend my entire paycheck on some meat at the grocery store for it to go bad in a few days and smell disgusting? Not exactly. What I'm trying to say here is that we all, possibly consciously, but more than likely subconsciously, have a love-hate relationship with this bacteria. But enough about you and I, who are not really spending our lives regularly pondering the wonders of bacteria like lactobacillus, Let's jump into the world of the experts that are giving us all this info. I can tell that you're all dying to know where this information comes from, how they're able to even grow this kind of stuff. I mean, am I right? Getting warmer? Doesn't matter. I'm going to tell you anyway. Okay, so the MRS medium that they use supports the growth of various lactobacilli, which is used in the laboratory settings for growth purposes in order to conduct research. To facilitate colony formation, the incubation is carried out for about 48 to 72 hours at 35 degrees Celsius under anaerobic conditions. Now, anaerobic simply means that there is a disappearance of oxygen in the environment which is needed for growth. As MRS medium is not highly selective, colonies are tested for catalase negative, gram-positive coxy, like lactogoxy, or rods, such as lactobacilli, for tentative identification as lactic acid bacteria. Oh boy, I'm scaring myself here being this good talking about science. You might think I have a PhD or something. I don't. 
Now, I'm going to hit you with another big word we're going to touch on, and that's pathogenicity. Doesn't that kind of sound scary? No? Just me? All right. So pathogens are simply bacterium, viruses, or other microorganisms that cause disease. Lactobacilli have been considered to be non-pathogenic, but increasing evidence now suggests that they can act as opportunistic pathogens, especially in people with an underlying disease or immunosuppression. There has only been one clinical case where this was found, which dated back to 1938. So before you go and attack me on this whole, I thought this stuff was good, you're a big fat liar, just know it was one time. We've all done something we weren't proud of at least one time. I mean, geez, let them have their moment. Moving on. As I mentioned earlier, if you were paying any attention, there are many different strains of lactobacillus, some of which actually play a key role in our immune systems. See what I mean about that love-hate thing? The good outweigh the bad, though, I pinky promise. Remember, now I have to stand by it. I'll have to save that chat for another time since there just simply are not enough hours in the day. I mean, who's with me? Anybody? Tough crowd. So again, we'll talk more about the immune response and infections next time on our big season finale of the T's and the B's. As always, keep that tea hot and thanks for tuning in.